This is Chase, Dean, and Brody, and you're listening to Doss and Toss. He impetuously slams on the boot. Justify yourselves. Who's gonna throw the needle between the two? Yeah, we love what you say. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Who's your favorite player? Harry Shizor, Gorus. Oh, nice. Oh, sick. <laughs> and welcome back to Doss and Toss, season three, episode fifteen. We are back. You know, I'm being very, very excited to. To do this podcast, we've had a long hiatus. I'm joined, as always, by Dean, and unfortunately, Brody is still overseas. So we've got the trusty replacement in Adam Schuster. Adam, how are you going? Yeah, good. Good to be back, as per. Um, yeah. Not quite Brody, but oh, I think you. I think you can. You can match him. I don't think it's too hard necessarily to match him, but um, no, love your expertise as per usual. Mm. Dean, big big trip to Europe. Um, what was your highlight? It was a great trip. Um, went to some great places, and just enjoyed being with everyone and traveling together. Yeah, sound like a great trip, Dean. Um, a lot of lot of uh, energy from you early on, but yeah, obviously we went to a couple of different places in Europe. Um, Brody still overseas. Do you rate the decision to stay on, or are you guys happy to happy to be back in Melbourne? Yeah, look, I don't know if Brody. He rated his own decision, but he always knew he needed someone with him, and he was like pushing me. Adam, yeah, neither of us succumbed, but uh, our good friend Jacob did. Yes, and Kai, and it's Just it's a lounge room they call him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good from Brody. I reckon I heard the phrase "Yolo, you're only eighteen once" about ten times a day from him. But no, I rated, and we'll miss him at the pod. But I'm sure he's enjoying himself. Not too much, hopefully. Yeah, no, I'm sure he is enjoying himself. He did actually write in saying, which Donny replaces me this week? Said I can do a Zoom, but Chase is not a fan. Now, Brody, like, I would have you on a Zoom, but, like, I just don't know how the dynamics would work because... Also, the yeah. Portugal connection. To yeah, Melbourne. true. Yeah, that might be a problem. But, like, sometimes Brody drifts out, like, at the end of the pod, like, even when he's in person, so... I feel like if he was online, we, we just wouldn't, like, we'd forget about him and then we'd hear, like, a peep, like, out of nowhere. So um, that's part of my decision-making. We could try and make it work. I, I think I know how to make it work. But should we get straight into the, from the fans? Yeah, I can go Let's for go. it. Let's go. The fans have been waiting. They're the fans eager. fans have been waiting. Got a great uh, bunch of questions. And I think we'll just feed off them. So we'll go with... We'll go with Sushi. He says, the Cats are not making the finals. Also... Go Blues, what an unbelievable turnaround. We'll start with that first half of the question. Very, very difficult to write off the Cats. They yeah. still have quite a few games at home. And they just, they always seem to lose to Frio at home, which is very weird given they're, they're you know, pretty, you back them in most times at GMHBA. Are they going to make finals? It's very tight at the, the last four spots in the eight. I reckon, I don't know. I actually don't know what their fixture's like, yeah, but... Every time Geelong are being questioned or written off per se, I feel like they always bounce back. And yeah, I agree with Chris Scott that Blitzarves is an irreplaceable player. And Hawkins, how long is he out for? You know, Hawkins, I don't know. Heard he's hammy. That maybe a couple those weeks. are like big losses, and Jeremy Cameron does need to get back to form immediately. But I'm just not ready to write them off yet. Because I feel like they always just find a way. They're Geelong. Their system stacks up. Whilst I don't think they're anywhere near their form of last year and not contending. 
the teams around them, Essendon, St Kilda, Gold Coast, Adelaide, like I back them in. Yeah, in saying that, they have a very tough run. So they've got Port, Collingwood, St Kilda and the Dogs, all teams fighting for positions in the eight. Yeah. You'd probably back them in in the games in July, well, maybe not after last week, but I think they probably need two more because their percentage is the best out of all the teams that have drawn. So I'd say if they win two more, they'd probably be safe. Three would definitely secure a spot in the top eight for them. Yeah. But I yeah I feel like every year I say the cats are gonna they're gonna drop they're gonna fall you know what? I'm gonna say it they're not making the finals I'm gonna write them off well, this, I think it's this definitely is it. been a slide from their past four or five yeah. years but I think they'll find a way to make it I yeah like usually like they peak at this point of the season but just that that loss to Frio like that type of loss I feel like happens in the middle of the season or early in the season it's happened at round twenty. I don't know if they, again, I'm not exactly sure what the ladder looks like, but I just think there are some other teams um, that might beat them. So, yeah, we're going to go to the second half of the question. How about that Frederick goal, though? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Frederick has got a good repertoire of goals. Um, One of them got ruined by uh, Kelly Underwood's commentary, but uh, (laughs) never mind. Um, Adam, last time we did a podcast... Carlton had just beaten Gold Coast, and we're thinking, are Carlton back? You know, could could they turn their season around? And I'm pretty sure there was a collective um, agreement that it was no, they couldn't turn their finals, they couldn't turn their season around. Sorry, but they've won another five games since that podcast. Now the Your Blues, you were pretty dark, and so were the other supporters uh, before. I never gave up, but I was dark. Tell us, what's happening with Carlton and is the lid off? I think the lid is off once lid you is the off. enemy on a Friday night mm. like that. Yeah. I think, yeah, you could say the lid's off. I'd, I'm not saying we're like a lock for finals now. We're definitely not knowing past history and we have a pretty tough fixture coming up. But um, I don't know. I've seen a lot of things like about the leadership group and they sat down and had all these conversations and – there were just like serious conversations. I don't know. I don't read into that a lot. I'm sure something happened, but it doesn't just switch like that. It's it's. We brought in, first of all, we brought in Cunningham and Fogarty, which I think those two have been huge. I sat here on this podcast after we were maybe, I don't remember who we lost to, but I was pretty pissed off. Maybe it was Collingwood the first time. It was early in the year. And those guys, they're little forwards that rotate through the midfield and they provide unbelievable pressure, tackling pressure, or everything that you want out of small forwards. Obviously, they're not 20-touch, four-goals players, but those are the guys that you need in your team. The bottom six in your list is the players that you can win. A, if they're performing well, you can win a flag with them, and I think they've all improved significantly over these past six weeks, as well as our leaders, of course, like Cripps and Weedering are playing very well. Yeah, 100%. I remember uh, when you were uh, over there in the beanbag and uh, we were talking about your forward line, yeah. I'm talking how uh, you were too Kerno and Mackay dependent and you weren't getting enough output from your smalls and your, your other contributors. And, yeah, I think that's 100% made a huge difference. Those smalls, Motlop as well, yeah. it's been in some uh, good form. So Eden's also asked, do you think Carlton are better without Harry Mackay? Uh, my initial answer is no. I think you've definitely got to unlock some other, other forwards and the potential of other forwards, but 
I think when as soon as he's fit, he's straight back in, no? Yeah, I'll give you some numbers from Mackay. The, before he got injured, so that was against Port Adelaide. So against Frio, he had... So he, he wasn't obviously kicking five, six goals like he used to, but he had 20 disposals, eight marks, three goals, two as a key forward. Yeah. Game before that was Hawthorne, obviously not the greatest back line, but... 19 disposals, two goals, three, eight marks. That, those are big numbers. Those are Jeremy Cameron numbers almost with high touches, high impact player. And no, we're definitely better with him, but it has opened the door for maybe Jack Martin to play like a taller forward who's been really good as well. But I think we're definitely better with him. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I haven't, I'm a tourist for making some pretty poor calls. You know, I said earlier in the season that Ken Hinckley would be sacked by round 15, but still yet to sign. Still get design? Yeah. All right. Could be on still. I, I did say early in the season that I think Colton can win the flag. And my first cousins are Colton fans. And I got their hopes up and they're telling me every week when you guys are losing that, Chase, why did you give me so much hope? But I actually watched the I watched the first half with, with them on Friday night. And, like, yeah, they're, they're starting to, you know, get some hope. And maybe my call after all wasn't that bad. Just a bit of a tangent. Like I, I was watching the game on Friday night, and my um my grandfather he's, he's Israeli, so like he doesn't doesn't really follow AFL. But I just feel like all these like alpha like grandparents like they just everything they say just like happens. Like they, they would not know a clue about what's happening. But he said at the start of the game he was like, "I think Galton, the I have a feeling they were going to win," and like <laughs> like they just like I don't know. Um, Everything he said was right. Like, he, I think McGovern, when he kicked that first goal, like, as soon as he kicked it, he was like, he ain't gone. And I was like, I wanted to say, like, do you even know what you're saying? But he just kept getting predictions right. It was like, he said, whoever, the, whoever kicks the first goal of the game loses. And, like, that's what happened in the end. So, oh, yeah. shout out to Subba. Um, he won't be listening to this, but he is actually a big supporter of uh, Dawson Toss. So. Um, he, he sends me. He just sends me screenshots of like the video. It's like, it's like nice to see you, but like, yeah, very funny. My my grandparents are very yeah uh, great supporters, interesting supporters of the podcast, but we, we which we should love. So yes, yeah, so any more any more on Colton? Just what about the Torquay trip? We should buy some stocks into it. I reckon. Is that any, what they did on the buyer? That's what. So they went down to Ed Kerno's place in Torquay. They went down to his place when I don't know if it was during the buy or when they weren't going well, and they just like let it all out, had a talk, and yeah, the, since that was probably those serious conversations. The turning point. Yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely the turning and, point. And that's, Ashley Martin. That's exactly what I asked them. Remember, I said Colton they need to look internally. They need to have a big culture session and. Yeah, that's what we did. So, yeah, I think this is all me. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll digress. Any other questions? So this is a bit of a... Also, oh, Devin. Oh, yeah, sorry. Devin, uh, Ricky, Ricky Melzak has said, can Blues win the final? Is that the grand final or is that I mean, a final? Implies as in, I, I think, yeah, they, they I think it would imply the grand, the grand final. Grand final uh, yeah. It will be a long road, but I hope we can win a form, final. Like with, look at the top four. Step by step Every, for Carlton still. Step by step. Everyone's beatable, I think, in, in the top eight. So, yeah. can Blues win the final? Sure. Will it be easy? No. Anyway, I'm going to go on to my Ds because there's a couple questions. Now, Eden asks, are Melbourne better without Grundy? And then Bailey says, thoughts on Max Gorn grabbing back the best ruckman in, in the league spot. Now, 
completely agree with you, Bailey. He is the number one ruck. I mean, your Tim English might be all Australian. Rowan Marshall might be second. But at the end of the day, when Max Gorn is on his day, which he has been for the past month, he's the number one ruck in the game. He's the most dominant big man in the comp. Now, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Can I go with my disdain now? Sure. Can I? Okay, so this is my disdain. So my disdain is all the talk about the Grundy situation. As soon as he gets dropped, there the, are uh, journalists saying, oh, he's going to get traded straight away. And, and maybe that will happen. But I think that's really disrespectful to Grundy and to Melbourne. Like, we've recruited Grundy for a reason. Maybe it hasn't worked out exactly how we wanted and how we sold it to Grundy. But part of the reason why Max Gorn is playing as well as he is now is his, because he's been managed throughout the season because Grundy has shared his load. And let's not forget, when Max Gorn was injured for four weeks, Grundy was very good as, as the Ruck. So I don't think you can knock Grundy. I think he's been playing all right. And in fact, I think he was playing better than Max Gorn when they were both in the team. And, you know, the only reason why he got dropped over Gorn was because Gorn's our captain. And, you know, Gorn's, you know, he's a big figure at our club. You can't really drop him. But I think Grundy still might have a part to play in the season. I don't know if he's in our best 22, but with finals coming up, I think we should look to rest Max Gorn. Um, as for what the future holds with Grundy... Even with the week off. We'll be playing North, so... This, this is week. why the week off was implemented. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to burn... Or we don't want to burn Gorn. Um, what was I about to say now, Dean? That's all right. No, but you're, you still want form heading into finals. Yeah, it's still, it's still three weeks after this week. And I think if we can manage our plays now... Like, look what Geelong did last year. Like, they, they rested Isaac Smith two weeks, like, in the second last round. And he's a Norm Smith medalist. So, I don't know. I, I, I think... Mm. Yeah, all right. Just well, on uh, Grundy, though. Sure. Yeah, did you lose you? Or did you uh, no, no, I, I know what, I'm, what I was going to say. I remember because I was with you every day for like three and a half weeks and mm. heard about Grundy, Gorn, Petrarca, Clary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was that sigh when I said Clary? I just miss him, bro. Yeah. You say like after the first week, like put the brakes on, let's not speculate and stuff. But now it's three weeks. He's not going to come back this week. Or what is next? Yeah, just waiting in the twos. Like, yeah, I, 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 don't know, I don't really want to go into the off season yet. Mm. Obviously, if he doesn't get back into Melbourne's ones, teams should be coming for him. But I don't know, even know if Melbourne should trade him because his value will have declined because of his recent form, mm. and you're not going to get much for him. So there's no harm in keeping him. Really, he's a great replacement and. Mm. Big men like that could take two years to work. Mm. Like it's very hard when you just pair two big men to say, "Yeah, go both beat the top of your levels." Even Mackay and Kerno, like they just need more time together. Mm, potentially, they probably don't have the luxury of time given they're both um, reasonably, you know, pushing their, their end of their career. But a couple of points on what you said, I agree. I, I think. For Melbourne, at least, this has been a success. Maybe they won't work and maybe they won't be the final product this year in the finals. But for Grundy, he came to this club and Simon Goodwin and Max Gorn sold him, you know, his place in this team. And it wasn't supposed to be the number one ruck. So I'm sure Grundy doesn't want to be playing twos. He wants to be in the first team. But if everyone's saying, well, Grundy should have gone to Geelong, should have gone to Port to be the number one ruck. Well, that was a decision that he made. He knew he wasn't coming to Melbourne to be the number one ruck. 
So, you know, if if he regrets that decision, well, then you know that's another story. If he wants to look for a trade, he can. But for Melbourne, we don't have a we don't have a backup ruck. Our other ruck is a Category B rookie in Kai Farris White. So we basketball. need him on the list. Yes, basketball. Um, Bring so back Jake Spencer. He got me point eight percent on the Gridley. Did he yesterday? Not cool. Gridley, uh, Footy Grid. Oh, okay. I, I haven't done that one. Yeah. We might do Gridley later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you got the best backup ruck in the league. So yeah, nothing to yeah, and uh, we are probably paying him quite a bit. Yeah, true. Uh, so are Collingwood. So are Collingwood. In terms of his value, though, we only got him. We got him a pick twenty-seven. So now would be if say. Hypothetically, Port were to trade for him, it'd be less than yeah. pick twenty-seven. Is it though? Like that's a, that's a end of second round or mid second round pick, which I don't think Port have because they gave away everything for Juan Francis. But I don't. I think that's still his value. Like he's twenty. He'll be twenty-nine next year. I think he's much more valuable to Port. Also, I don't even know why he might not want to go to Port. He didn't want to go out, out of Melbourne mm. last year. But let's hypothetically, if he wants to go to a Port or a Geelong. I still think that's his value. Um, not that Melbourne are really looking for. Um, we've our draft hand's pretty good already. Um, but yeah, that's that's a very interesting discussion. Literally everywhere I go, the first question people ask me is, "Is Grundy going to get back in the team? What's happening with Grundy?" So, um, nah, it's good to sort of finally get that get that off my chest. Also, Eden when he wrote in the question said, "Without he spelt W slash." You actually. U. S- yeah, yeah, yeah. I read it. It was W, w slash U. I changed W slash O. Didn't know why he said U. Was that intentional um, on his behalf? Well, he did it twice. So I feel like it was intentional. Yeah. He's always a sneaky interesting, interesting text. Adam, do you want to pick out the Tata? next question? You can choose anything that we haven't talked about All right, except so we got, for this. Yeah. So we got one from Zach here. He says, is Darcy Moore or James Sicily better? Yeah. Tough like question, Dean. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, Who are you taking? Building a new team? Who are you taking? Both captains? Oh, it's very tough. I think both of them are at their peak of the powers when they're the intercepting man, as we saw on Friday night. More, he's not suited to that one-on-one key back defender like on Kerno. He needs Frampton in the team. He needs to be the one coming over the top. And that's when Sicily's at his best as well, when he's not the one... One out with a big key forward like a Jeremy Cameron. They both need to be that third man, that intercepting man. And if both are at the top of their game, I think just going to give the edge to more just over Sicily. They're, they're quite different though. Like yeah, I'd Sicily's rather a like Sicily Stewart comparison. Yeah, Sicily's like one eighty-seven. Moore's closer to two meters. I think I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, Sicily's Moore's much shorter than. You I think Sicily's made. Yeah, I still don't think Moore's suited to that. Like. The one-on-one? Yeah. I, I think he is. I Sis- think... Well, Kerno just tore him apart. Yeah. Well, that I agree. Like, I think Sicily's a little bit more versatile and he's probably a better distributor, but I think... Oh, man, it's a tough question. It's really tough because they are different. Good good question. It's a, Yeah, it is good. I don't know who I'm taking. Like, I think Darcy... Anomaly from Zach. Like, if I think... If I'm saying who's had a better season... Probably Darcy Moore, maybe because Sicily's been suspended, but and a better team. Yeah, better team. Yeah, that uh, makes a big difference. He's got a much more cohesive backline to work with. Yeah, so that would help a lot. Systems for backmen make a big difference. Yeah, like it's when yeah. James Blanks on your best defender, <laughs> on your best forward. Yeah, I've a few mentions from you. <laughs> James Blank. I like Spelling him. of Blank. Yeah, it's that is, there's like a C and a 
B A L B L A N C K. Okay, okay. Interesting. Interestingly, James Blank was the sub on the weekend. Seamus Mitchell was tactically subbed off with seven minutes to go in the second quarter. It's because they needed Blanky on. But seven minutes to go in the second quarter, tactical sub. And Red Bazo, same thing happened. He got subbed off tactically. But wasn't Yo the sub in that game? Yeah. Just very interesting. Final answers. More. I'm going Darcy Moore. But there's two, the Kerno performance and the Bailey Fritch performance on um, Queen's birthday. I just, they're probably not, he shouldn't have been on those players, to be honest. Yeah. I feel like I'm biased towards Sicily. Like, yeah. I think if you put Sicily on, like if you switch their teams around, it's, may, you could say Sicily, to be honest. So it's it's tough. Oh, yeah. Very, very tough. I'll say more though. Just, yeah. Very interesting. Corey. I feel like Corey, he always tries to ask a, like an intellectual question. Um, do you think it is the player's mentality slash skill or the coaches that win games? Yeah, it's. I think it's a combination of both. It's, it's definitely... The player's skill definitely contributes yeah. to winning the game. No, both contribute. And mentality. Maybe he's asking what, what contributes more. Maybe, like, maybe mentality can come from yeah, the coaches. Yeah, 100%. And skill. Yeah, I mean, if the game plan allows players to play to their best ability, Mm. I guess the coaches are helping that a lot. Yeah. Like if it's a what helps more, definitely the players. Yeah. If you're, they go go out. Yeah. If you're trying to look at it in isolation, whether it's players or coaches, I'd say players. Yes. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. Dini, we'll go on to some uh, um, other weekly topics and mm. take us back to the start of the season. I said that Adam Kingsley will bring back the orange tsunami and he has. Seven wins in a row Seven for GWS. Bro- the Giants. Here, here they come. There's there a big, a big, big sound. Big yep. sound. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was the best? 2019 pre um oh, granny, granny oh week when all the memes way. about big big sound. Yeah. That that's an all time like social media AFL moment. It was the best. I was watching like uh, after the game <laughs> against the dogs. I was actually singing the song. Um, after they win, I, I was, was actually I was in Sydney for grand final week. Oh really. Yeah, and it was dead. Yeah. <laughs> really? Like in? Well, why would it be up and about? Yeah, who's up and about there? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, they broke a record for most wins at different venues with nine, which is just absurd mm. to win at nine different venues. It shows that they can play anywhere. And I want to pose the question: Are they contenders? I think they are contenders, which is crazy given they lost the West Coast in round two, but. Again, like I Collingwood said, lost to West Coast last year and made the prelim. Yeah, true. Different West Coast this year, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Giants. I think ev- all those teams are contenders per se in the fact that they can beat anyone in the top eight. I said everyone's beatable. Giants. They've they've beaten Melbourne. Uh, I'm not how they fared against other top teams. Not even not sure. But given their Collingwood form, killed them, I think. Like yeah, but it was a while ago. I think given their form. Yes, 100% they can beat anyone. It's just, I don't think they can sneak into the top four. The top four looks pretty set at the moment. Um, but I just feel like <coughs> footy just better when the Giants are playing well, which is really weird because like there's no aura to them. There's, I don't have any fans. But footy just feels better when Toby Green is, mm. you know, doing what he does best. It just, I don't know. I just, I just, I like the Giants. Yeah. And when they're playing well, I just, I like footy. Like yeah. 2019, Melbourne was shit. But the Giants are playing well, and I just, yeah. 
they're Gills' teams, and mm. in some way they're the AFL fans' team. Yeah, and for all the players that they've lost over time, they've been able to find these guys that have just like they step in and they're just playing unbelievably, and they're not big names either, like Sam Taylor and yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sam Taylor's the number one back in the competition. Yeah, the thing with this year, I don't think there's an outright favourite like many other years. Uh, in the previous two years, you had Geelong winning like 16 in a row before the grand final. Melbourne won 15 in a row, including the granny. With Collingwood's loss to Carlton, they're still the favourites. And like you could check the betting market and stuff, but I don't think there's an outright clear favourite, which helps for those teams not in the top four to like make a run and maybe it could be a... Bulldogs 2.0 and there could be a team who wins it. Yeah. And if there were, it would be GWS. I can't see any of those others. Yeah. I, I have a feeling a Colton or a GWS, maybe Bulldogs, probably not, will make a prelim at least. Um, just because that's been the trend of the past couple of years. There's always a team from the bottom four of the top eight that has made a prelim, I think. Yeah. At least the last couple of years. So... Yeah, no, not. We can move on to Brisbane actually after their Brisbane. loss. I'm yeah. just not sold on they them. They are a weird team. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, these guys are just unstoppable, that forward line. And then they just have games where you're just like, nah, can't trust them. Good for Gold Coast though. Good for Gold Coast, <laughs> but they are lingerie merchants. Like, yeah. they are just teasing again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brisbane, like, I've always like had question marks on them, but this year. I sort of like, okay, I reckon they're ready. They're ready to contend. They got Josh Dunkley. Ashroff's a big loss, but he was, he's was he been great. I, don't, I just don't know about them. I just think sometimes they're a bit mentally fragile, especially like Zorko and Neil, who are their <laughs> leaders, and even Hipwood to an extent. I just, they're a little bit immature sometimes the way they go about it and some the way they react to, to adversity in game. So I think that's probably... You know, is a question mark going into finals at the high pressure? The talent, there's no, no, no question marks, and they've reassured that back line. Jack Payne's had a great season, Hippwood as well, uh, Starsevich down there. So I don't really question their list, but, yeah, more more their mentality and coaching, especially, like, in the final quarters and, and when the heat's on, is that's, you know, my concerns for them. And I don't like Brisbane as well, so um, I'm hoping that Melbourne overtake them. I think you could. Yeah. It's a good chance. Yeah. And Port as well. Yeah. Port are a bit ropey. You could get that home final, which is huge. On Port, I think they're very vulnerable at the moment. You look at the top two bo- teams both lost. Collingwood's loss, I don't think there's much to read into it. Like, wasn't That was just two good teams going out. Yeah. yeah. Could have gone either way. And they, ju- they just weren't at their best. But Port's loss felt like, a big monumental loss for a team <laughs> that was right in the position of being a premiership favourite. Yeah, hundred percent. That's two losses now to Adelaide. What for combined like almost a hundred points now, yeah, wow. um, which is pretty poor. And this was an Adelaide who were without Nick Murray, were without Tom Duda, and now unfortunately are without Jordan Butts. Yeah, I've got question marks in Port. I've always said they're pretenders. This year, you know, maybe they could turn the corner, but three three losses and in a row. R- no Rankin either. No Rankin, no Rochelle, or was he bad? No, nope, no, no Rochelle. So, I mean, look, texted, you know, have one of the yeah. games of his career. Wow. But, yeah, Port Adelaide, they're just, you don't want to be losing three in a row now. 
You know, Western Bulldogs lost three in a row in 2021 and still made the grand final. But Port Adelaide, I feel like they're a team that thrives on momentum. And when things aren't going well, you know, you know, bad turns into ugly. So, yeah, they have a knack for losing a few games in a row. So unless they turn it around in the last couple, in the last what, four weeks, I'm not sure that this is their year. But don't want that to bite me back. Uh, yeah, I think it's imperative to be peaking at the back end of the season, as I touched on earlier with Melbourne, Geelong. Um, always us when we were winning three in a row. Nice. We're doing well towards the end of the season. <laughs> and, yeah, it's like the first half of the season's great. It's great to get on those runs and everything, but you got to be playing your best footy at the end of the year. Um, and Port now without Aaliyah, who's in concussion protocols. Yeah, that's been a very controversial topic. We won't go over it too much, though. I think it's enough's been, been said yeah. about it. A bit disappointing. But should we, should we give our top eight predictions? Should we... Yeah, I... I was thinking instead of predictions, which matchups do you want to see the most? Like if you got to pick, like realistically, or yeah, it has to be realistic. Like you can't yeah. just put Hawthorne in there. Yeah, no. Well, no if you yeah. got to make, if you got to, yeah, sure. Do right. there's, there's a chance that there could be four games in Melbourne. I think Giants will probably get five, oh, five yeah, or six. Yeah. But is a chance that's, that's Melbourne calling not a good look. Melbourne calling. <laughs> I would. Yeah. I want if if we don't come second, I want to come fourth. I don't want to go away to Port of Brisbane, but Melbourne Collingwood, I I want to play them week one because if we're playing them in a knockout game, I'm gonna feel sick. Like generally, like I would like I don't I I wouldn't survive that week. Um, so I'd want to have a second chance against them, and I also yeah, I just want to play them in finals because so that that would leave Power v Brisbane. Yeah, we can we can do that. We can yeah. do that. It, I don't know where. I want a Giants doggies in the. Yeah, I was going to yes. say they've yes. had a couple yes. finals against each other. That's what I want. I want and that would probably be Carlton Geelong and or something like so that. So yeah, who makes that final oh, yeah. spot? Saints like they got a tough they got a tough month to finish off. They're still fifth somehow. Yeah, yeah. Saints That's have had crazy. such a weird season. They're just hanging on, but they're still there. Yeah. <laughs> Two wins behind Melbourne. Like I know, obviously they're not going to make top four. Yeah, it's like, crazy. Yeah, you have. Adelaide are 12th with a percentage of 116. Yeah, they've yeah. been stiff. Yeah. Been Ad- and even Essen and the Gold could Coast. Could take it to Carlton. I would like Adelaide to make finals, but it could be a bridge too far. So if you have, say, Carlton 6. Even Sydney could make it. Yeah, yeah I mean, anyone from 14 up is still a, a chance. Richmond's Carlton Richmond would be a great game. So yeah. Gold Coast is only a win out of hurts. the finals, yeah? Yeah. And p- p- percentage is a little bit ropes. <laughs> What if yeah, yeah, Gold Coast finished six? Uh, so everyone up to fourteen. Could make Heritage Bank. Bank. Heritage Bank. What a terrible name for a stadium. <laughs> Heritage Shocking. Bank. Stadium. Shocking. It's just too long. Yeah. <coughs> do you guys go to Staines? I. Yeah, do. yeah, I can you go. Uh, pretty simple one, but I'm just gonna go with Essendon as a the scum. As a full, the full scum. Stop. Essendon full stop. Um, no, nah, but. It's a bit like St Kilda. I didn't want to disdain St Kilda because they're still um, in the mix. For uh, Essendon are too. I'm not writing them off, but they're just – I don't think they're there yet and I don't think they'll be there for a while. The, they had that young crop of players who were looking great two – was it two years ago? Yeah. 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 Um, but 
some of them came on at the start mm. of this year, but they're just plateaued or mm. even gotten worse towards the end of this year. And <laughs> they have lost a lot of close games, but I don't know. I just don't see them improving from here with that list. Yeah, I, I'm a, I can see them improving. They've had stress fractures to all their young tours in Cox, Jones and uh, Zach Reed. But I think they had to beat Sydney to make finals. That was a rough loss. Yeah. yeah that's tough. Um, my disdain is the wild card round. <coughs> yeah. Proposed a couple of weeks ago. I'm yet to speak to someone who's in favour of having teams 6 to 10 play off in a wild card week to see who makes finals. It almost delegitimises the top eight. Mm. Yeah. That's a great word to describe it. And that's what I feel about the NBA season when they... I think this is all a money scheme yeah, as well. Yeah. And the NBA, you have 82 games just for to have a playing tournament as well. Like, 82 games. Yeah. Doesn't even matter that much. It takes away the importance of the regular season to an extent. Yeah, mm. and I just think the AFL... Um, if they were to go on with this and have a wild card round, which will be up to Andrew Dillon, I just don't think that's taken into the fans' interests. Mm. And I'm sure many would join me in being disdainful <laughs> towards that concept. I would join you. Yes, <coughs> I would join you. That's the stain stocks. Bring back the stocks. You haven't got one, Chase? The stain, my yeah. stain was the Grundy situation. Okay. Okay. I went, I went earlier. Okay. <coughs> We're all coughing. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still dying? Yeah, uh, I'm not dying. But <laughs> I think I've had this cough about three months. Um, stocks. Adam, what are you buying? I'm buying Tom Liberatore, all Australian. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I'm not going to have a you know fake reaction, but <laughs> I do have this stock as well, which is very crazy because by chance, yeah, by chance, yeah. didn't like discuss at all, like. Adam literally came up at before the podcast and said this, um, and I'd written this down a couple of days ago. So, I've yeah, if, uh, explain yourself. I, I'll be quick because I, I feel like you want to explain this as well. Yeah, yeah. I sure. just think his work goes unnoticed in that midfield, and he's always doing like he gets the hard ball. He's clean with it. He's tackling and he kicks goals as well as a midfielder. I I love him. He's I I think he needs to make all Australian. Maybe on the interchange, but I think yeah. he should be there. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I'll um, go where you left off. So, yeah, I had Liberatore All-Australian, but I had two players. Um, and I want to take you back to 2021. Melbourne Bulldogs in round, let's say round 12. At this point in time, there were four players that were arguably the best four midfielders, even the best four players, you could say. Marcus Bondapelli, Christian Petrarca, Clayton Oliver, and Jack McRae. And Melbourne were playing Bulldogs on a Friday night. And guess who... Box footy we're talking about was the key matchup in the midfield. Tom Liberatore versus Jack Viney. I knew you'd say Viney. Now, I'm a big Jack Viney advocate. Not sure why I traded him in fantasy to Dean. But I think Jack Viney and Tom Liberatore have been very underrated this season. I think they're both having career best seasons. And I think, Dean, you know this as well. You talk about this, that we get so caught up in the young players coming up that we actually forget about the players who have been there and done that essentially and uh, uh, Jack Viney in the past since the bye or before the bye since the Collingwood game has been unbelievable uh, take Clayton Oliver out of that side and we needed someone to step up 
And he's been like, actually, like I can't believe like some of the stuff he's doing. That goal against Brisbane, take, ripping the ball out of Oscar McInerney's hand, kicks it on his opposite foot. Like that, I, I just think he's such a unique player. And same as um, Liberatore, they're just such unique players. You don't find them at every club. Players that just have this exceptional will to win. Uh, grunt. Uh, yeah, just this grunt. Like, and you know, Vine's been playing injured. He grabs his shoulder every week, but he just goes out there and does his job. And he's been. It's been in the coaches' votes, I think, the past five weeks. And, you know, you, you love your who, – who, who's coming up? Your Sarongs you and your like Andersons. Like flashy and players. And yeah, but I, I see a lot of Raul in – I see a lot of Viney and Liber in Raul. I think the way yeah. he dominated goal yeah. um, Brisbane on the weekend mm. was like, put the team on my back. I'm yeah. going to get this ball at the stoppage. Yeah. You need those guys on your team. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, my stocks are – both Liberatore and Varney in the All-Australian. I'm hoping if they have two midfielders on the bench, those are my two midfielders. I I fully agree with Varney. Like, Libba, I think, will make it. Yeah, Libba's probably a bit yeah, ahead put of Varney. Yeah, just and I'm, more consistent I fully throughout. agree with Varney. I think he has gone very unnoticed. As always. You got stocks? I do have stocks. I think, like, with these players as well, you, you, they only get talked about during the game. Like, I'm, I haven't heard a thing about Jack Varney in the media, mm. aside from when Melbourne actually playing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe because we were out of the loop when we were away. Mm. Like, we weren't surrounded by that footy culture, which I missed a lot. Yeah, yeah. It it's hard. good to be back. I feel like I watched every game on the weekend. I did. Is it too late to buy another stock? <laughs> it's not too late. It's not I'll, too do, late. I'll do a second player to chase. So, another guy that... Uh, well, I don't think he's going to get it. Get Go what? ahead. What? Uh, I don't know. No. I don't know who you're going to say. Yeah, no, so, like, another guy that goes... Uh, he's, he's being noticed now in the media... Elton player. Yeah. You know him? But he's injured. Nick Newman. Uh, okay. Wow. I was yeah. thinking of Cherry Hill, man. But no, no. Okay. Well, he also <laughs> goes yeah. on. No. Nah, um, I saw Tim Watson on SEN said something about him. He, against Collingwood specifically, his pressure was unbelievable. Like, he's tackling. He's first to it every time. I, he just wants to win a bit. Not like Jack Viney, but he's got that instinct in him. And his work goes really unnoticed in that back line. And his ball use is very good as well. He's probably one of our best kicks. Mm. And he's he has been, had a great season. Yeah, yeah. He's been very consistent. Yeah. Right. Just, yeah, it's crazy. Like, that Colton side, you know, you just add another one. Like, you, you, you had your side, you had your Doherty, and now you add Nick Newman. You know, they really, really should be contending. I'd, I'd argue Newman's been better than Saad this year. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Should I just say Newcomb to add a player from our team? Yeah, well, it's a very yeah. biased, uh, very yeah, biased stock. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> bias and liver. Um, <laughs> bias and liver. Yeah, bias and liver. Um, I'm buying stocks in the Suns midfield. Uh, okay. we've, we've touched on it earlier, but I, I feel I, like yeah. the value hasn't risen tremendously. And you add, as you said, Chase. Once you had Took Miller, look what's going to happen, and they just showed it. It's tough for Stewie Jew because I don't know if he would have got the sack had he had had Took Miller. Raul and Anderson. Now they are all at their best, and they just showed what they can do. Do you think Raul's at his best? I Not at his best, but that. for this season, oh, yeah. I think okay. they've all like mm. took Miller shut down Neil and had a great game offensively. Mm. He's won the last, so I think they lost the last ten showdown Q clashes, and then he's, he's yeah. won the last four Marcus Ashcroft yeah. medals when they've won. Yeah. Which I'm also disdainful for that you have to win mm. to be the best on ground, but that's another story. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm just buying stocks in that midfield. Also, your man, Adam, Sam Flanders. 
Oh, he's great. Had a very couple, he's had a great couple of weeks. Yeah, he's yeah. great. It's a shame he's not going to provide anyone value now in fantasy. No. You can pick him up, I'll drop him. We could. Yeah, and yeah. I'm selling. Yeah, selling. Uh, Essendon Finals. Okay. Essendon Finals, so you are selling. Yeah, not sure. What's it's it's a tough market. Like yeah. Things change week to week. and like, I've still got stocks in Gorn and Grundy, so <laughs> I would sell it. It's had its... Said it's, uh, I wouldn't sell that yet. I, I don't know what to do with that. I might e- just wait a couple of years. Essendon of yeah. North and West Coast, <laughs> but they also have Collingwood and beat a GWS. Like, I reckon it's a big could. game against the Giants. Yeah, where is it? Giants. Yeah, it is a massive. There's game. a lot of these games. Like, there's a couple every week. Like, yeah, in that group from yeah. five to fourteen. Yeah, it's good, and Woody they're good to watch. Good at the moment. Like, I feel good. like every year it gets better. It gets more exciting at the end yeah. of the year and the race for the finals. Yeah. This is the tightest it's ever been. Yeah, yeah but I feel like we say that every year. But yeah, true. It's very uh, yeah, tight. I, I think there was a little bit like uh, maybe because we were way on, or not, oh, I don't know if it was that. That's the reason or not. But when we were way, I feel like there were some you know pre dead games, and now it's starting to ramp up. So. We did miss a few good ones. Houston's goal. Yeah. Oh, I was Sydney. I was in a taxi yeah. at that Houston game, and like I was, my stream was like in and out, and I like I knew it was a good game because I was looking at the, I was getting the footy live like score updates. I could see it going, you know, up and down, and then the minutes like went to like thirty five. So and I was like, and I knew there was thirty seconds to go, and it kept going. I was like, all right, there's got to be a goal after the siren here, and my stream cut out. So I didn't know until after. And then I see, like, Houston goal and, like, the markers from, like, 60 metres. So, yeah. Well. Um, missed out on that one, which is annoying. But, yeah, the Melbourne-Brisbane game as well. Collingwood Port. So, yeah, uh, maybe I'm wrong. There has been some pretty good games. And, Dean, this has been a, it's been a big week for some of our retiring players. A couple of big names, maybe some lesser names. But should we go – what order should we go in? Biggest to smallest or smallest to biggest? Smallest, smallest to biggest. biggest. And we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, so. smallest. Uh, very recently, Max Lynch retired, which is a big shame. He's had to retire because of concussion. And it's just not what you want to see a player who's... Every player to get to the AFL would have worked hard, dreamed of the day, and unfortunately just doesn't turn out that well for some players, and that's the downside of the game. And... Inevitably, it comes with it. But I think he's made the right decision. You have to prioritise health. Yeah. And he's retired. He's hung him up. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> His own cup this weekend. Maybe that's Colli- um, Hawthorne Collingwood. Yeah. So maybe they can do it for Max Lynch. Yeah. Yeah, I should do it for Max Lynch. Didn't have too many highlights, but uh, my <laughs> one memory of Max Lynch. <laughs> no, I don't know. How many games did he play? <laughs> He's Not more many. of an off-field merchant. <laughs> you always see him on their social media. Collingwood, their, their social media team responded to Hawthorne on a video and said, like, best club, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, yeah. it does look like a great character, but he's one game that springs to mind was against Max Gorn and Luke Jackson, 2021 Queen, uh, yeah, Queen's birthday in Sydney. And he, you know, held his own against against the duo. So I thought he played really well that game. And I thought, this guy's got a bit of something in him. Um, yeah, very sad that he's had to... Hang the boots up, but I'm wishing him uh, all the best in retirement and in his next chapter of life. And obviously, this would be Brody's segment, and I know he is a Max Lynch fan. Yes, yes, he is a Max Lynch fan. Also, a Stephen Hill fan in his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this, yeah, we we love retiring our. Uh, we love retiring. We love honouring our retiring players. Another one of those players is Jack Zebel from North Melbourne. Uh, been very serviceable, great captain, very loyal 
to North Melbourne. You know, there probably could have been chances where he could have left, but you know, he's heart and soul. True, true shin boner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good, good, good. good. Yeah, yeah, good, nice. Yeah, true shin boner. Jack Siebel and again wishing him the best in retirement. Hopefully, he gets a farewell game because I think he deserves. He should. It. He's, he's yeah. yeah. He had a great career. Yeah. Um, no doubt. Yeah. Get one. Like if you're playing for North, they have two weeks. Yeah, You've got yeah, to yeah. give him a farewell yeah, yeah. game. And one captain to another, except this one is a premiership captain, Shannon Hearn. Shannon, Remy's he's, boy. Remy's yeah. boy. He's he's really stuck around, Shannon Hearn. You know, he's, he's been a player. You want to go to war with them. Yeah. So yeah. Also very loyal as well. Yeah. Very loyal, but I think he's a two-time premiership player. Yeah, but almost 20, 20 years at one club is a How, When did he get drafted? Effort. I feel like he wasn't in the first. No, time. maybe not. Oh, yeah, at 17 just years ago. Just a consistent player. Like yeah, very consistent. Tough. He didn't get much attention. No. Everyone knew everyone knew how good he was. Yeah. But he didn't get heaps of attention. But yeah, very, yeah, great player. How many, did he get All-Australian? Yeah, I think he did. I feel like he did. Maybe like 2015 when we made the grand final. And we've... <coughs> sorry. <coughs> we've left the best till last. Um, we did honour him for his 350th game, but Lance, Buddy Franklin, um, it was a bit sad when he when he announced his retirement during the week just because, you know, we've seen the last time he's not going to get a farewell game and it didn't end, you know, the way we'd all hoped. But I was having to think about Buddy during the week and, you know, I, it, maybe he's not the, you know, the best player of all time, but I was thinking, like, he could be the greatest asset to the AFL in terms of players. Like, he is one of the most iconic players and what he's done for the AFL just, like, as a player, all all these moments, you know, you you put those together. I just think we we haven't really seen anyone else like him. Like, you can put your Dusties and your Ablets in there and, you know, maybe they've been better players, but there's just so many moments, so many uh, iconic, quotable goals, so... Yeah, buddy, obviously, Dean, you're a Hawthorne man, so I'm sure he means a lot to you. But, yeah, I just don't think there's been a bigger name in football than than Buddy. No, I agree with that. Because you look at all those forwards who dominated in the 80s and 90s, and there were a plethora of them kicking bags, doing all this. Buddy's one of one in this generation. He was still doing that, and no one was joining him. And I just thought the way he retired was very anticlimactic. With the whole injury and not being able to get a farewell game. But he did have... You've got to look at what he did have. At least he had the 1,000th goal game. wasn't during COVID. So that was great. He had the 350 this year. And, yeah, he's had many times where people have had to um, look at him and... Yeah. What's your favourite buddy moment? You had to pick one. There's, there's, there's a few. Yeah. Got to be 13. 13? Yeah, 13. He changed... Well, Hutto did, but... Yeah. Hutto's done a lot for who him. Who changed... I, I look at his best goal, yeah. 23 goals. Hutto's done a lot for him. Him and Dennis. When you think of 13, Buddy or Hutto? Well, Buddy, but... Yeah. You, you, like you they they changed the way a number is pronounced. Yes, and they do. Every time you hear 13, yeah. 13. Adam, what's your favorite Buddy moment, do you reckon? That the running goal down the wing. Um, against against yeah. yeah Yeah that was crazy Also that yeah. goal against Adelaide Was yeah, that the a sequel. final? No nah, it wasn't yeah. something, It was a 
It wasn't. I don't oh, know the Adelaide final. one. Yeah, the sequel. Was that Marvel? Yeah, yeah. It was an elimination. Oh, elimination. that one. That one from like what are you, oh, you're thinking of the, the sequel, one on, yeah. on Daniel yeah, that was Tali. A crazy goal. Yeah. 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 On what do you reckon? Kyle Hooker thinks every time Buddy oh, gets yeah. mentioned. Cue the cue the hosts yeah. and yeah. Mine, mine was the again Hutto's commentary against GWS when he he fends off Haynes. Buddy Franklin enters the scene. I don't see this that. This is Buddy Franklin. This is the greatest showman. Kicks it from 60 in the Battle of the Bridge against the Giants. So, yeah, that's probably not actually, you know, yeah, I don't see as that much, enough. but I just, I love the commentary and, like, yeah, always, like, get goosebumps in that one. So, yeah, Buddy, I mean, yeah, uh, again, there's, there's not many superlatives, that, you know, many more superlatives I can put together to sum up his career. It's been unbelievable. I think every fan is grateful that, you know, grateful, grateful for his career and, you know, can celebrate his career. So I guess thank you from Dawson Toss is, is what I can say. Stuart Broad as well. <laughs> yeah, Stuart Broad, we should honour him. Um, took the last two wickets in the, the Oval Test. So, yeah, well, farewell to Stuart Broad. Yeah, I'll give kudos to Stuart Broad. You know, uh, he's... He's, I've grown up like watching him every Asher series. He's been there and to still be playing test cricket at 36 or 37, like that's as a fast bowler. And Jimmy awesome. Anderson has outlasted him. Yeah, somehow. Somehow. yeah. somehow. He's the guy's 40 and still, yeah. Did England win the Ashes? Oh, it, it, it sounds like <laughs> it, the way they've been. Oh, yeah. I've never seen a bigger carry on from all these pommies. Yeah. Like we're coming back with the Ashes, the Test World Championship. Yeah. yeah. Like, we were just at the gym, Dean, and we saw a guy yeah. wearing England top, so. Yeah, yeah, literally like rocking the England kit. You drew. It's yeah. not a win. A draw is not a win. A bit stiff though. They should have won a third test. Anyway, Brody segment. Cups and tips. Doggies Richmond. Um, what's his name? From Channel 9. What? The oh, it's Nathan Brown. Yeah, Nathan Brown. Nathan Brown. Um, I feel like there's a recent one. I don't know. There could be a recent one. Yeah, Sam Lloyd, if you will. No, not if you will. Yeah, Sam yeah, Lloyd. yeah, Sam, Sam Lloyd. Lloyd, Lloyd from 45. Adelaide tips, Gold Coast. Tips. Oh, tips, of course. Uh, I'm going to go Richmond. Is this at Marvel? It is at Marvel. I'm going Bulldogs. This is tough. Uh, I think Richmond. Adelaide, West Coast. Essendon, West Coast. Oh, yeah. oh, I actually don't know if we have a cup for this one, Dean. Scott Lucas. Scott Lucas, yeah. It's only one player. I remember. Yeah, we Alec struggled. Alec Waterman. Yeah, 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 so it did count. It did. He said it at yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, Essendon. 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 Despite what I said. Adelaide, Gold Coast. Uh, Rankin. We have this one. Greenwood. So Rankin, Greenwood, Rory Atkins. There was four. So Atkins, Greenwood, Rankin. And Jared Lyons. Yeah. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Jared Lyons. Shout out to Jared Lyons. He did have his cup three weeks in a row, but And he liked Delpo. Yes, he did like it as well. This is another Ad, uh, game. tips thing. Probably Adelaide. Adelaide. Adelaide, Adelaide yeah. But no backs. Well, can Gold Coast win two in a row? Like mm, probably not. Hawthorne Collingwood. Hawthorne Max Lynch Cup, of course, as yeah. we said. Just the first thing I think about is Jack Fitzpatrick yeah, yeah. goal. <laughs> Any more cups, Dean? There are. Like there is. Uh, um, really trade plays. Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips, <coughs> yep. I feel like they don't have... Tom Mitchell? Mm. Oh, yeah. Tom Mitchell. Yeah. I'll be first game against us. It yeah. will be. I can all dominate. Really? Yeah. You want to. But you won't <laughs> notice it, even if he does. Yeah. yeah. Tips? Collingwood. Collingwood. 
Going. Geelong Port. This is a big game. Geelong Port is a huge game. Hopefully Geelong win this, but Francis sure. Evans. Quinton Narkle. Frank the Tank. Quinton Narkle. Stevie Motlop. Yeah. Bang bang. All the little smalls. <laughs> all the little smalls. <laughs> the beads. <laughs> <laughs> My throat is so sore. Um, so we tipping this is a big game. game. It's a huge game. This is huge. And I think I'm going to tip Geelong. I'm going poor. Soon to be a South Radical League Cup. Yeah. Well, not... not not necessarily. I'm going to say Geelong. That'll be four losses in a row. Geelong. For Port, it's a massive game for us. Geelong s- and Noel move up to second. Yeah. Does the Sava come in? Surely. No blitz Yeah, Sports. potentially, yeah. Yeah, okay. Battle of the Bridge. Battle of the Bridge. That's it. Shane Mumford Cup. Yeah. Is that it? Sam Reed Cup, if you will. Both have Sam Reeds. <laughs> um, Himmelberg <laughs> soon, maybe. Yeah, yeah, potentially Himmelberg. There is another one, though, I feel like, Dean. No, I feel is like. not? I feel like there isn't many. No, I feel like we got two. Oh. There was mum. We're doubling up okay, on games because like all these guys have played each other twice. Almost. Not almost. Harry Ralston. Uh, like Stevie J to an extent. Um, Who are we tipping? Battle of the Bridge. Giants for me. Oh, Giants okay. like Battle of the Bridges. They, they do. do. I'll go Giants as well. I'll go Sydney. Well. Mm. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> North <laughs> Melbourne. Where is this? <coughs> Chase. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very ropes here. North Chase the last Melbourne. man standing. I was last man. I actually can't speak. I'm gonna cough. North Melbourne versus Melbourne. Ben Brown Cup, Dom Tyson Cup. I, I always just more. whenever it's Melbourne, I just zone that and let Same. you do your thing. Who else? There's more. There's gotta be more, Chase. This is a rival. Cam Cam Pedersen Cup. I was thinking of Cam Pedersen, just in general. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure where he, I think he's playing potentially Vaffa. He was playing at um Phillip Island a couple of years ago. I went went down and actually watched one of their local games. Because of Cam Because of Camp. Well, I was in Phillip Island oh, and like okay. there was a it was actually a good atmosphere, like good crowd and stuff. North Melbourne, Melbourne. Yeah. Any Melbourne. Others? Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> These. Right. St Kilda Carlton. Liam Stocker. Who's been very good, I thought. Liam Stocker Cup, good. Can't kick. Um, Blake There's Akers Cup. What? Yeah, yep. yeah he started the yeah, sure, sure. Yes, he did. Yeah, sure, he did. There were a few back in the day. I feel like there's... Like, before my time. Before your time. Yeah, so... Tips? Carlton. St Kilda like this game. They do. Adam? I'm a bit they scared. Like Jack Sinclair loves this game. Marvel? They're, they're not good either. Then you got Jack Sinclair. Marvel? <laughs> It is a Marvel. Yeah. yeah, Marvel is not a three twenty Sunday game. Oh yeah, no. Nah, that should game. be the G. Yeah. No, but like three twenty Sunday should yeah. be MCG on three twenty Sunday. People don't like it. I love a Sunday three twenty, especially Melbourne play. Attending, attending, watching. Like, I well, just, there's nothing else to do. Yeah, like there's nothing else I to do. I just love it. Like I, I love. I'm liking my day games. Yeah, we play yeah. at night all the time, and I like. I don't break. know. I agree. Three twenty Sunday is meant to be like a great game. Yeah. I picture it as like a great. Essendon game of the G. Yeah, yeah. So. Like an Essendon Colts or something <coughs> like that. That's Saturday night now. Yeah. Like used to be Collingwood last year, the Jamie Lee Collingwood. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's what I love. <coughs> like, you know, it's a bit of a highlight from the Sunday, Arvo. Mm. This is well, actually a massive stuff. game. Um, it is huge. I'm going to back in Carlton, but I wouldn't be surprised if we lose, even though they're struggling St Kilda, because they like do St. give us mm. trouble. St Kilda like this game, and they build <coughs> a bit of form against Hawthorne, but... I'm going to say Colton still. They still yeah. conceded like 100. To yeah. One. Yeah, and so we definitely start. made them look better than they are. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on. Brisbane, Fremantle. Neil. Lucky Neil Cup. Yeah. 
James, James Ashcock. Ash, James yeah. Ash. And that seems to be about it. <laughs> this is in Perth. Yeah. I, this this is where I want to tip Frio, but I don't yeah. trust this them. This is enough. where I don't know who I, wa- who I want to win because I obviously want Frio to lose yeah. for our pick, but then obviously want Brisbane to lose as well. I want the home final. Frio beating Geelong is just so random. It's not. They did it last year as well, and they did it in the 2013 prelim final. It's just so unnecessary, though. <laughs> sure. Unnecessary. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, oh, don't try and win. Well, if they win their next four, they can make finals. All, All right, right, let's go. Just, Tips. This pod's be been long enough. All right. Brizzy. Frio. you got to go to work, Adam. I'm going I'm going Brisbane. Yeah, Will she? Yeah. That wraps it up. It was actually a long pod. Going to have to do a bit of editing. That's okay. Very and good. I have, like, I can't speak anymore. My voice is completely gone. Thank you for listening. It's great to be back. It is. It is good. Thank you, Adam, for joining us. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll see you next week.